Good morning. This is the Pursuit of Purpose. We're meeting on an early Saturday morning to try to get some some talk out to you guys. Yeah, this is this has kind of been the mo lately, man. I like the I like the Saturday morning. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's kind of almost easier to work into the schedule anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It was that one time no one had anything scheduled, and here we are <laughs> trying to fill that slot. <laughs> It just seems like there's seasons where we that we go through where it just it's harder to 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 get together. You know what I'm saying? Well, this coming from the farmer, that's very <laughs> like <laughs> astute observation, Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, we're happy to be back today. We're uh, you know it's we've had a couple weeks and uh, it's just a good time to get around and talk a little bit. It's just Kevin and I today, um, so uh, we'll kind of just jump right into this. Um, I think we'll just hit some news real quick. I mean, that's just kind of how we start things. And there's been a few things going on this week, you know. Elon bought Twitter. Yeah, so do you know the details of that? I mean, I just, I'm hearing snippets here and there, but like, have, like I know it was like 40 million or billion. Billion, 40 yeah. 40 billion, I'm yeah. sorry. Let me, <laughs> let me add a zero. Six, or three more zeros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... He and he, there's like going to be a time frame before he gets control of. Oh, I would think that has to go through the board of directors and that gets changed. And you know, um, I didn't follow a whole lot of the detail of it, I just understand that his intent is to just make it what it was when it started. Did you see what, um, um, the New York Times put out about Elon Musk? Uh, no, I didn't. They put this thing out that said. You know, here's a guy who says he wants free speech for you, but he's never had any problems his whole life. He's he grew up in a place where there was no real struggle, and then they talked about just a place where, from a racist standpoint, he could have picked up racist tendencies. Which it's just they're it's stretch. Yeah, the yeah. Li- the the liberal media is grasping at straws yeah. to try to hold their you know, bastion and their safety net of. Controlling the, yeah, yeah, dialogue. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting to see that some of the scramble and trying to justify it, and and now the discussion of the talk of how they feel like now we need to understand what how the possibility of a controlling narrative, <laughs> how dangerous <laughs> that can be, and it's like we've been screaming yeah. that for a while yeah you've been giving us an education on that for <laughs> a couple years. for a couple years now so i think we got it yeah so i mean it'll be interesting to see how i still don't even have twitter but you know now i'm certainly more liable to pursue that um i've but, had it for a while and but i've really been oh about two three months ago i dumped facebook and picked up twitter um and it's a little bit easier to not get wrapped up into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's TikTok and Facebook, you know, where the, the, you know, I, the I feel goes. like, yeah, 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 that I just kind of flip through stuff. Twitter, like I can get on, I can check what's going on and, um, and then, you know, just kind of put it down and kind of forget about it. So I have a little more control over that. I feel like from a, you know, time and not wasting time. Yeah. And then what else this week? We had uh, um, the leaked document from the Supreme Court. Oh, goodness sakes. Which I don't recall any time in my lifetime or knowledge base of that ever occurring. Um, Well, I thought they were saying it's the first time that it it ever has. I I, I was, you know, it's just incredible that that's, you know, where we're at right now. Well, and and not only that, like, the, the... the outcry right now should be the fact that this got leaked. Instead, it shifted to, you know, some of what we're going to talk about today, and and that is this issue of changing the Roe v. Wade decision um, and giving power back to the individual states to make the decisions when it comes to abortion. Yeah. But that's all anybody's talking about. Right, and not the fact that 
this you know the the safety net of them being able to discuss topics has been tarnished i know it, it it's not we're not talking about you know a comedian who his joke list got lost and right. somebody found it or we're not talking about a marvel movie where you know a spoiler a Spo- spoiler yeah. happened we're not talking even about an enemy government you know, something being leaked and us discovering something that helps us to combat them in some way. Like, we're talking about, you know, the integrity of one of the three main branches of our government, you know, this leak happening to where, I mean, they were talking this week where um, they have security uh at these individuals' houses because people are saying somebody else put out the addresses of all yeah, the, they were Supreme, Court the Supreme Court justices. Yeah, they were justices. The Supreme Court justices were doxxed, and it's terrifying, you know? And, um, and and there's not a... I was watching a press conference at the White House about it yesterday, about the doxing specifically, and they weren't even really, really condemning that, that they're protesting at the house of these individuals. And it's... And that's really, you know, as long as it's safe and legal and, you know, and, and pull, you know, and not a violent protest, then it should be accepted. And I don't necessarily agree with that. No, I don't either. Because that, <clears throat> if you're talking about a legislator, if you're talking about even, even a president, <clears throat> that ha- throughout the years has been, you know, an okay thing. But you're talking about a branch of the government that, that, is has a completely different role within all this. It is not to make laws. They're not making laws. What they're doing is they are interpreting these laws to be carried out, you know, that are being made. Right. And that's what like and interpre- people think interpreting the constitutionality of those laws that exactly, are being exactly. Yes. And 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 I'm you know, heck, it, it's been. You know, when Roe v. Wade came down, when that decision was made, yeah, that was a really difficult time for a Christian who who believes in the sanctity of life and that we were created in the image of God and so we need to protect that. That's been a hard a hard decision to accept or swallow. And I'm not saying that, you know, that we didn't fight that every step of the way, but <clears throat> To my knowledge, and and you know, I'm I'm not an expert in this. You know, the, this drastic of a, um, I guess, fighting back was was never a part of a part of that. Some some bad things happened. I'm not saying they didn't. I know people standing outside of abortion clinics and you know doing some pretty terrible things to people that that wanted to have an abortion. Um, you know that those things happened, and you hear, heard those stories. So I'm not going to pretend like it, it that that religious institutes were innocent in all this. But I think to to try to almost erode a branch of um, one of the main branches of our government is a pretty scary thing. That's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty significant for sure. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more, I'm sure. Um, oh, today is Derby Day. Yay! So, the 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 Kentucky... Kentucky the Kentucky. The Kentucky... <laughs> Tubby Smith. Oh, well, he's not there anymore. <laughs> the Kentucky Derby is today? 148th running. Yep. 148. You ever been? No, I can't afford such things. <laughs> is it expensive? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean, like you like if you drive past, you know, the airport two days from now, it'll be empty. Today, private jets everywhere. Like that's, Really? Uh, that's a ticket of tickets. Yes. That's one of the most watched 2 minutes in sports. Is the two, is the 2 minutes of the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's celebrities all. I mean, you know, athletes, celebrities, everything comes to Louisville for the Derby and it's that's you know Louisville's claim to fame, and they have you know it's a two week Derby festival that the city celebrates this event, and it's a really good time. But you've never been? No, I used to listen to it on the back of a tractor setting tobacco. That's about, 
<laughs> well, now today you can watch it. I don't have TV anymore. What? I don't. I don't have access to WCBS Sports. What you got internet access out there? Yeah. You just dumped your cable. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gone. Been gone. I know. I need to do yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe I'll come to your house and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Come on over. Um, but no, it should be a good time. Last year there was the whole debate of the one that got disqualified after winning. Yeah, I didn't pay attention last year. Yeah, he didn't. He he didn't pass a drug screening after. So unfortunately, he's actually been his title's been dismissed, and then the second place finisher by Nino. But after the event, it really didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that would be a really sad way to win the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. You don't get to celebrate until, yeah, until nobody cares. Months later, after they get the paperwork done, and you're like, "Oh, now I'm the winner." You know, asterisk. <laughs> you're like, "Oh," yeah. and that was your one opportunity. Yeah. As, you know, as a you know, as that horse at that age range is that oh, was yeah. your one chance. Yeah, and and not only that, like that if if it comes around, hey, this horse. Well, it doesn't matter because. All they're going to talk about is that other horse right. that right yeah that failed a drug test. Your that horse will never get any the recognition it deserves. Yeah, the one that actually the one that got DQ'd actually passed away in December. I was reading. Wow. Yeah, a little issues going on there in that training camp. I would say so. Yeah. So anyway, we'll do a little review from uh, service on Sunday. I was unable to make it, as people know that have one year olds. Sometimes your plans. Don't coincide with their plans. <laughs> Your wife was here. Yeah. Um, Lydia um, got sick on uh, Fairfield Road up here. And so. <laughs> so you dropped her off and turned around? So I dropped Claire off to her grandma and then I took Lydia home. Oh, wow. <laughs> got the bath rutted because nobody wanted to be a part of that. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. But so I wasn't able to attend, but. We are speaking on the parables of Jesus. Yes, we have been uh, going through a series where we were talking about the parables of Jesus, talking about his teaching, and it's funny, and I think it's maybe just because it's easier to comprehend for us, but we get so wrapped up in the things that people, or the things that Jesus said, that we forget that he is God, and I think as we go through the series and as we as we talk about these issues or we think about what he says like that has to be right there that has to be really high on you know what we understand as we go through these things and we talked about the parable of the wheat um and the uh the weeds um and how you know we have the good seed that was sowed and then an enemy came sowed bad seed um, and then the farmer comes in and says, no, don't rip out the bad. We will harvest the good or we'll, har- we'll, when harvest comes, we'll take the bad first and then, um, and then take the, the good. I think I got that right. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. I mean, you gotta it's give me some grace. Time. Um, but in that, I think, I think the, the big the big thing for us to understand is that there is good and there is bad. But in the end, like if we are patient, like God will work all these things out. And I think it just, it gives us a perspective as a, as a believer to live in a way that can bring glory and honor to God in our finance, in our time, in our energy, just in all those areas of life that, that, that sometimes like we try to hang on to and we try to, you know, kind of be selfish with, uh, God saying, no, don't be selfish. Give freely because, you know, this isn't the end. There's so much more. And, uh, and I, and I've got it essentially. And so knowing that I think gives us some hope that maybe wouldn't come if that wasn't the message that we had from God. Right, right, right. And you know, the, the patience was the key, you know, one of the things that I really took away from listening to the message was, that these things need to be cultivated over time and and the growth is not immediate and and unfortunately with our lifestyle and the way we live our lives now that's what we desire is yep. just immediate response and sometimes it just takes years and years and years and um i mean even 
bringing it back, circling back to the subject of abortion. Now it's been fifty years since Roe v. Wade. Yeah, and so like, and it's that's that's been a been a prayer ever since then. So I mean that 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 prayer and that thought's been cultivated for you know decades now. So, um, and I also enjoyed uh, Paul's message. Yes, that was, I, I had I had I had it playing and listening, and I said, "Well, Paul's just really going to take off here." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he um he turned six last week, and he had asked several months ago if he could preach, <laughs> and so um we uh we talked about it, and I said, "If you if you wait till your birthday and you still want to do it, then." then we'll let you get up there and, and say a few things. And so it's hard to nail him down. Like when it was time to like study and like prepare for this, he was, he, he never, he never said, no, nah, I don't think so. Like it was always, yep, yep. I'm going to do it. But like sitting down and like saying, okay, now how, what are we going to say? And how are we going to mm-hmm. say it? And that kind of stuff. Like that was a little bit tougher. Cause he's more of a kind of shoot from the waist. Kind yeah, of yeah. 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 <laughs> So, and he's done things like that before, uh, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes he gets really uh, dark or political. Like you know, he 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 was on a kick about the devil, and I was like, let's not talk about the devil. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of these days you'll have a chance to talk about the devil and you know something or other, but let's just stay away from that for now. So. For sure, yeah. But yeah, it was neat. It was it was cool to be a cool thing as a dad to see for yep, sure yeah it was yeah and so we'll just kind of we discussed earlier this week about what we were going to discuss this week um it kind of got we discussed wow what we were going, going to, to discuss. discuss yeah a lot of discussions <laughs> <laughs> but um talk about the power of words and um and some of the you know ramifications and ideas about that well yeah and i man you know you have these avenues of of discussion, of debate, of talking, you know, and Facebook being one, Twitter, I mean, even, even TikTok, you can, you know, do your, do your thing. And they become extremely popular. Instagram, I guess, you know, too, like you can picture and then yeah. put a put a little thing um, there. I don't I don't do Instagram so I'm not really sure about it. I just know there's these the, there are ways for you to get your message out that have never been there before. And right. and what you what we've found is there are people who really are professional responders to these things. You have a few people who will say certain things but essentially it's it's immediate reactions to whatever's going on, mm-hmm. and it's become a a really just ugly place. Divisive. And, yes. Yeah. I mean, you can still find a lot of positive out there, um, but by and large, what you see more than anything else, you know, are people battling in these arenas, and I. I don't even think that's bad, but what I do think has become like the ugly truth of it all, and you're starting to see it even in even in politics, you just take the speech that Biden gave recently at, you know, that um, fundraiser or whatever that he attended. Did you hear any of that? It depends on which one. He was just dogging the GOP and, and just making a, cracking yeah. jokes and... You know, I mean, I will say this. You know, he 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 did acknowledge the uh, "Let's go, Brandon" thing in that. Which you know what? Like, if you can if you can laugh at those things, yeah. like that's 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 good. That's healthy. You know, it is. Yeah. It's healthy to laugh, be able to laugh at yourself, and not take yourself too seriously. But then, like some of the really cutting things that he said about the GOP, and it's just like all of these things. All they're doing is creating more of a divide and and making like the crazy radical sides of these become more crazy and radical to the point where you have people, you know, running on stage to slap Chris Rock because of a joke, okay? Then people running on stage to to try to stab Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. at a you know, at a comedy venue. Like it's just 
the the extreme behavior on both sides of these issues is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and this is the power of words this is this is what you're seeing you're seeing you know people taking themselves too seriously people taking issues too seriously not being able to separate themselves because it's constantly in your face you know i, I there are, i mean you know this we talked about this with the election there are times where i just I don't turn on Fox News. Well, I don't. I mean, there's times that I don't turn on the news at all, no matter what. I mean, we. Were, I was talking with a, a patient. Asked me just this week, um, "What do you think about what's going on over there in Ukraine and Russia?" And I said, "I honestly don't know." Since you know, a couple three weeks into this, I had to like terminate that like thought process and just go like, "Well, you know, it's out of my control. All I can do is pray for the people of the Ukraine and the people of Russia, both suffering from this." And say, I can't stress out about something that I cannot change or affect or begin to. Right. So, you know, he's asking me pertinent questions about it. And I said, I don't have a clue. You know, it's it's not, I can't, you know. And we all get in that same rut where it's like you find yourself, you know, getting, you know, getting short at home and just, you know, stressed out about things that you can't control. And, right. You know, and it's, it's a snowball effect. For it, sure. is. Yeah. it is. It is. And and I think that is so. You think about you being an health, a healthy individual, placing limits on yourself because you know, mentally, like emotionally, physically, even like what you can handle and what you cannot. Well, there are people that that is their life, mm-hmm. and that is they are immersed in that all the time. It creates extremism. It creates an inability to think for yourself, you know, and and we've talked about these algorithms that are created within these, you know, different social media platforms where, you know, you like certain things. I mean, this is this is what I found like there were there, you know, I'll just take TikTok for example. You know, there was a time where I would get on TikTok and, um, you know, I was I'm trying to think. Oh, I was maybe into sports. Just more and more sports things would come up on there, okay? Like different little things about sports. Well, now I've been liking a lot of like farmers, like out in Illinois and Iowa and different places. It's all shifting over. Now almost everything that comes up in my stream is is farming related. You know? Now, again, what is it doing? So if if politically like you are really into that and you don't have a variety of that, what do you, what's what's it gonna be fed? You're gonna be fed things that that you like, that agree with you, you know? And you don't even see the other side. You and don't you don't even, see yeah. the other side. And, I mean, some would even argue and that the division is what they really want. Um, well, you, they have to want it because that's their votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They that's ha- how I mean, they stay in their position. Exactly. You don't, you're not going to win an election by getting up and saying, you know what, my opponent has some really good points, and he's, he's, he's really good on this and this and this. Here's where I'm really right. strong. You you do that and people are thinking, man, that guy really is strong in this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Even his competitor thinks he's doing really well. So you know it's the nature of the beast, and I, the reality is like I don't, I don't. Short of you know a fall of our political system, I don't see it coming back from where it's gone. Mm. You yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that. It's 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 gone so far, and without a kind of a reset with the information and the dialogue and how those are the narrative that's how that's controlled and 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 uh, presented to us, I don't see a change in it. You know, um. the 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 time of agreeing not to agree seems to be long gone, and you still get a breath of fresh air when you'll hear someone talk about something or say something, but in the bigger scheme of things, like, you know, it's, it's more, you see more people doubling down on what they believe, even if it's wrong than people, you know, shifting and shifting changing and, and, and having yeah. educated conversations right. about what is right and what is wrong. And then here, here, the, the scarier thing is people that, that don't do as well thinking for themselves. And I'm not saying people are dumb. I'm just saying like, there are people that, you know, there are areas, I'll give you an example. Okay. For me, 
you know, if we're out on the farm and something breaks down, like I'm not the guy that says, hey, that's my job, you know, because I, I can do it if I work, but it's going to take me two days to do what my brother could do in a few hours. Yeah. You know, from a mechanical standpoint, from a working on something, from a fabrication standpoint. My dad's the same way. They're, they're both very alike in that way. Like, you know, if I have an issue where I'm trying to set something up to work smoothly, like they just think mechanically through those things much better than I do, you know, and, and, and so I rely on them in that regard. I, I think it's the same in some of these things. Like there are people that just cannot think through these things. They can't see the future enough to really to understand like the implications of some of the things that are being said and the decisions are being made. And so they're allowing other people to think for them and that's creating more of an issue within this because they want to be in the know. Everybody does. Everybody wants to be right. in the know. They want to know what's going on, they know why, they want to be up on all the latest information of all this stuff and you know, there are certain people who just can't handle it. And it's not that they're ignorant. It's just that they think differently. Right. And they just, I mean, can't process. And I, I mean, we're all guilty of this. You in, know? in some way or another, yeah. we all yeah, have weaknesses. Sure. Yeah. And that's why we're better together. But we're we're isolating one another. And that's why I think, too, like from a liberal standpoint, and, you know, we talk about like words and, and abortion. But like even from this, from, from this, from the abortion standpoint, I think the voices of both sides of this argument need to be heard and we need to listen to each other, but we're, but it's becoming such an extreme issue that, that we're not, it's not a talk anymore. Well, and, 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 and the discussion that does get presented gets put into your algorithm and echo chamber. So then like someone that disagrees with you, the only time that you are going to hear something that opposes what you know and this is extreme but like is when you're in public place or you know in yeah. a public setting talking and then that's not entirely the most comfortable position to be in depending on where you're at right right and so it's like you know like it just, it just compounds on itself you know and you just hear more of the same talking points that you want to that are feeding to you right you absolutely know? yeah i mean the power of words just this you know has been pretty evident this week with everything that um, with this abortion, you know, like deal. Um, and it's, it's kind of scary to see how extreme everybody's, and it is a serious thing. I'm not discounting that, but it is frightening to see how extreme everybody is on this position. I wonder too, though, and this is the thing that's hard to filter in all of this. There are definitely people out there that want to talk and want people to listen and want to be extreme in these views, you know, on, on both sides. And I, and, and I just, I would ask you how many, uh, tweets or messages on Facebook or TikTok videos have you made, you know, outlining your views on this issue? Zero. (laughs) (laughs) But you've been reading. Yeah. You've been trying to understand, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on. You've you've tried to look at both sides of this. Uh, and you know, and we I mean, we can probably like um and abortion specifically, I was thinking about that this morning is it's a subject that has been present my entire life and a discussion in political politics in a way or, you know, communities and it's almost like one of those things where the more you learn about it, the less you want to hear about it. Yeah. And you don't want to really process how you feel about it in every situation because it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, so like, I, and even, even to this day, I'm still building my, you know, like argument and narrative on how I feel about certain aspects of it. Right. You know, because it's not, uh, you know, and I might be incorrect in saying this, but it's not black and white. No, I think there are aspects of it that absolutely are, but when it comes down to like what we as Christians should do in this in environment, in this time, with this issue, it's not as simple as a black and white answer. And I think even saying that, like there are people who are believers and Christians who probably would be very upset you know, right. with us. Yeah. Um, because 
because you know the the argument there would be well this is this is life and death and it is mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like killing you know an unborn child is is an, is okay because it absolutely is not the thing that I've seen that the other side brings up and I've not seen very many argue this well but there are there are some points that just as I've been reading kind of both sides of this and you know, I'm I'm getting the other side's views, the extreme views, because some of the conservative people that I follow are sharing them and then ripping them apart. You know, that's kind of the <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the, how it goes. Yeah. But but one of the things that I've seen um was this idea of how how Christians love this issue because unborn children have no voice and so being on one side or the other of this is easy it's easy for them to want to protect the rights of these of these individuals who have no voice but then when they're born to kind of write them off mm-hmm. and that is not an unfair statement i i've read something to that st- very similar to that, if not the same thing. And I don't, I couldn't tell you where I read it, but I was like, that's really their, their usefulness is over at that point. Exactly. It's like, wow. Usefulness in the sense that, okay, how many people that have a view about what should happen to these unborn babies are adopting children or fostering, fostering or, encouraging or donating their time money resources exactly to these people that that would need that help in that situation exactly right Right. and it was humbling to think about you know and how many churches are engaged in creating a soft landing spot for a mother who who is having an unwanted pregnancy Mm -hmm. you know for them to to be able to transition through that in a way that's good and is glorifying to God. And, you know, again, like you look at that situation, you point your finger and you say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Okay, then what are they supposed to do? And again, I'm I'm not condoning abortion at all. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, like, it put your, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I mean, my mom, you know, she volunteers at a program in Kentucky. Where it's not specifically, um, I honestly I don't know exactly everything they do, but I know that she helps to sort items and donated things that where it's you know bottles, formula, diapers, clothes, all that stuff for these lower income or possibly you know the people that have chosen not to pursue an abortion and they need help to facilitate you know raising this child. I mean that I mean she loves it. You know she's retired and it gives her an opportunity to give back. And I'm like, you know, but where are these people that are saying like zero abortion stepping up, you know? And that's true because like, you know, and it's, it's just one of those, you know, like hot topics where you just, nobody really wants to, you know, confront it or, you know, it's, and, you know, by the grace of God, it's like, this is a situation that I've never been in. It's never a situation and decision that I've had to make. It's never, um, you know, personally anybody that I've known specifically that's gone through this. Yeah. You know? And so, like, and I, I you know, I can't, but, I mean, that's that's why Jesus came is to forgive us. And so, I mean, even with people that have gone through this, um, it just, you know, the grace is there for forgiveness. So, it's not, you know, you're, you know, if if this is something that's happened to you or you've you know chosen to do, um, it's not over then you know. No, and I, you know, and that's that is a that is a important piece to bring up in this is the reality that this is not unforgivable. This is not you know an issue where if if you've done this that you're 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 condemned. Like that's not that's not it. Was it? Um. What's the Duck Dynasty guys? What's the Robertson? Yeah, which the son that's a pastor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His okay. wife 
had an abortion. Oh, that's right. It's part of her testimony. And that's what really, like... I forgot about that. I think kind of brought her back to the Lord was what was like, you know, the, the heartbreak that she felt after that after that uh, action. And so, um, so, I mean, like, some good can, you know, like... But I was like, I've, I, you know, listen to this stuff. It's like, it comes back to like, you know, I thought about her and I was like, wow, what a testimony to be able to tell. And, and I am sure with her, you know, I would hope with her abilities and her, um, monetary value that she's helping out in these situations. And I'm sure they are, you know? Well, and I think, you know, we, we, it goes back to, we talked about, how certain individuals can think through issues differently and better than others in certain areas and others can do better things better. You know, it, the, the body of Christ, you know, the church, us as the body, you know, we, we, we work differently. And so there are absolutely people who need to be a mouthpiece in this, you know, in defense of, you know, the sanctity of life, you know, being that we are made in the image of God, and that's the big thing. You know, what, excuse me, what does the Bible say about, you know, about abortion? Well, the Bible says that that we are made in the image of, of God, and yeah. so if we're made in his image, then there is a sanctity about us, and so anytime we're taking the life of any individual, like we're we're degrading that to, to a degree, and, and so uh, again, like that's, that's, that is the problem with it, and so it is wrong biblically. It is wrong to murder, to kill in any way, no matter you know where you deem you know that that point of life is. It doesn't matter like when that life begins. That is you. You are boom. You are created. You know, and and in that creation, you become an individual. I think that's part of the debate is that they're trying to figure out even. A lot of people have been commenting, oh, Joe Rogan, you know, was so good on this because, you know, he's talking about, you know, does it start, it, there's a big difference between, you know, a few cells that have gathered together, you know, and destroying that versus, you know, eyeballs and, you know, lungs and, you know, a head and brain and all these things that have been developed that they're, you know, ending these these babies' lives with. and. I don't I don't believe that's that is the argument. I think if you're a Christian, you believe that God is creator and that he created all things and that he created you and me and everyone then then upon our the our beginning, the beginning of our creation, like that's like that's the point of life. And so you know, that that debate in my in my opinion is is not valid from a, for a Christian standpoint, but I do, you know, out the other side of my mouth, I do I do say this like the liberal uh, opinion of well, what are you doing about it you know you're you're willing to talk about it and you're willing to you know do all these things for these babies but what are you doing after the fact and if you're not doing anything if the church isn't doing anything which has really become the problem you know it's 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 a lot easier you know for uh, people that are against you know a christian ethic it's a lot easier for them to have a good uh, defense of what they're doing when the Christian church is not standing in the gap and and doing the things that it's talking mm-hmm. about that we all should do. When we're all sitting back preaching and pointing our fingers and not engaging in these things, that's the problem. And there are people that are. I'm not saying that there are people that aren't doing it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think there are a lot of us that have an opinion about this. There are a lot of us that are talking about it or tweeting about it, you know, or posting videos about it or, you know, are are replying to videos that they disagree with about this that really are doing nothing to to help the situation. And and there is a problem there. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's it's humbling to think about that where it's like, you know, you have an opinion, and, but what are you doing about that, you know, and trying to bring that bring some resolution to it and it provides ample arguments and ammunition against you know the church and 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 how we should feel about it you know um it's just yeah i don't yeah i would agree with the when you your discussion about what joe rogan was saying it's like life is life and it's beginning in the beginning and right. he knows us in our in the womb and and it is you know it is what it is yeah. like that's what it begins for me um <laughs> And then I just, what I've been really struggling with this week is how far 
is our has our culture gone if I, I find it very hard to believe that if people really knew what was going on in a late term abortion that they would agree with it. I feel like we're listening to a smaller part of our of our population in the country that really believes in this and they're getting all the airtime. Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe and maybe I'm wrong and you know, I hope not, but I just find it really hard to believe. Cause if you listen to some of these, uh, previous abortion clinic workers and doctors, and when they explain to you what is actually happening in the procedure that's, that's occurring, I don't know how you could believe in it. Um, and you know, put all your action into supporting it and increasing the the availability of it, and um, and it's just so, some of those some of those d- discussions and interviews that I've heard through that were at, in the Senate floors was several years ago, and it I can I can vividly remember the, what the guy looked like when I listened to it, and that's how much it imprinted on my heart on how much of a terrible procedure that, you know, this doctor was doing. Yeah. And, he, you know, he I forget the situation, but he stopped doing it, I think, after he had a kid. I think was what it was, something like that. But um, And then he was testifying before Congress or the Senate about late-term abortions and some of the ramifications with that. And that really just set with me. And I just, I just, I'm having it, you know, like I was reading on NPR on their website yesterday on a particular op-ed, and it was saying, one in four women will be affected by abortion in their lifetime. And I was like, I, I don't see that. And, you know, but maybe, maybe it's true. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and it's, it's heartbreaking if it is. Well, I think more and more as, as our culture has shifted, you know, to develop a more secular sexual ethic in our lives, the promiscuity of, you know, high school and college and even, you know, early adult years. And I'm, I'm not, not, that doesn't end for some people there. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there are individuals, well, Magic Johnson, who, you know, was with numerous, numerous women throughout his career, you know, to the point where like it became, okay, now he has AIDS and, yeah. you know, is, is struggling with that disease. And so, it, but that ethic has shifted so much to where it's I can do whatever I want with my body, and if this makes me feel good, and if I want this, then I'm going to do it. And and that we the consequences of that we're trying to eliminate the consequences. We're trying to eradicate AIDS. We're trying to get rid of all these sexually transmitted diseases. We're trying to you know fight back you know because there are consequences to doing some of these things. Uh, and and one of those consequences is hey listen like this is. This is how we reproduce as as a yeah. people, <laughs> you know. And so, if 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 you do this thing, this thing will happen, and there are consequences to that. And so, the thing that I I don't feel bad about is if this right is taken away from individuals who selfishly choose. I want this lifestyle, and that's where our culture has gone. You know, from a standpoint of of maybe the liberal side of this is. I want my body. I want to do what I want to do with my body. I want control over my body. And I want to get rid of all the morality that that would hold me back from doing anything that I want to do with my body. So I want to get rid of the fact that, that having multiple partners is a bad thing. I want to get rid of that because there is some good feeling that I get from this, right? And then I have a career, you know, I want to have multiple partners, I want to do this thing, you know, and so if I get pregnant or I get somebody pregnant, I don't want the consequences of that, you know, on my life. And so we're just going to get rid of this thing. And I think that's that that's the part of this that I'm that I'm not I don't feel okay with. And probably the loudest voices are coming from those individuals, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's not coming from, you know, from people who, you know, are are in these lower income. Their their voice People are speaking for them, right? But you're not hearing their voice because a lot of times, what you'll see in that situation are, you know, you know, young kids who, you know, are trying to hide something, or you know, uh, really impoverished people that that they don't have another route out of this. You know, it's probably not that they want to go kill this child. That's not 
you know, what's on their mind. It's, you know, there's probably a lot of other things on mind, but those individuals who are very selfish in this and, and, and using this as a way to maintain a lifestyle selfishly, you know, and, and that is a pushback against God completely. That's a pushback and saying, you know what, God, get your clammy hands out of my life. I don't want, I got this. I I got this. I'm going to do this on my own. I don't want you. And I think, you know, you're still going to have that, but that is wrong. Like, there's mm-hmm. no right about that. That's not okay. You know, if you're a Christian, you believe the things of the Bible, then it's not okay to do that. And we can't force those views on everyone. You know, we can't we can't implement those things, but but we should stand on them, you know, and, and we should boldly stand on them, and we should fight back those things, you know, uh, those other views that, that are against God. We should, we should try to hold on to that. But in a political arena, that looks much differently than it does as a Christian right. in Leesburg living my life out, you know. What my life should look like is, hey, listen, I, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on a podcast. I'm going to talk about this on Sunday mornings, you know. And then when there's opportunity for me to engage in blessing someone in this way to help them, so that they don't have to make that decision, you know, and feel the pain and hurt that it is of that. Because there's no way that people go away from a situation like that unscathed. Like, there's there's too many stories about people and the ramifications of after 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 the abortion, how they how it negatively affects their life, <clears throat> whether emotionally and psychologically. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we've I you know <clears throat> experiencing. Excuse me. Uh, experiencing a miscarriage, I mean that was completely out of our hands and our, you know, and um, how that affected our family, you know. And I can't imagine being the decision in that and making that choice, yeah, and living with that, you know. At least I can say, you know, like it was, you know, it was something that God placed in our family for us to develop and to learn and grow and. Um, become closer together and um, where that will lead us in the future. We don't, we don't know how specifically that's going to, you know, direct us in the future, but it, it was completely out of our hands. Well, they were, you know, they were talking, I I saw a, a, a tweet this week about, it was talking about trans children that the earlier you can switch their gender the more the longer they'll stick to that no kidding <laughs> now why do you say that though because it's yeah like if you develop that and you place that seed and you plant it and cultivate it and grow it that's what's going to be produced exactly um i just listened to i mean kind of you know like i was trying to learn more about some of this transgender you know, and transitions and you can find as many articles on people that have returned to their original gender. Yes. And the ramification, you know, and one guy he was talking about, he said, you know, I went in to talk, I felt, you know, he was a homosexual and he said, I'm gay and I feel like this is the direction that I'm going. And he went in to talk to a therapist and instead of getting therapy and discussing it for an extended amount of time, he said, I walked out the next day with the hormone drugs. Like it was already started. Yeah. He said, without any discussion at all, and he said, and, and and the the lockdown COVID is what say you know, like you know what saved him. He said, you know, I got to you know with myself and with my own thoughts and have time to process it. I said, what am I doing? And so I mean, yeah, I mean, I would assume that it, the the earlier you start, the longer it goes. Okay, so take that into consideration when you think about our culture, our society and the things that we push on our young people, you know, well, are they going to be okay with, with, with an abortion? If they grow up in an environment that, that encourages it, that, that says it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's because they're trying to take away your rights as a woman, you know, again, when you start indoctrinating at an early age with these issues, like what you're going to see when they get older is an inability to think for themselves, to break the mold because this is all you know. And I'm not yeah. saying I, that's an extreme view. I, I understand that. Uh, and I'm not saying like that, that it's completely down that road. I just think like that's something that we have to consider, you know, when we're talking about these things. I think it's, 
I think it is so extremely healthy to to have these to talk about these things. My my I, I believe it was my daughter came home talking about creation. Uh and she's six. She's second grade. And I know the t- the teachers. I, there's this this agenda is not being pushed. But she read or heard somewhere that hey, Dad, do you know that we came from? And 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 she started that, you know, talking about evolution mm-hmm. and and some of those things. And I said, uh, no, <laughs> nope, that's not true. Maybe it was the flood. Maybe it was they said. Dad, did you know a meteor killed the dinosaurs? Mm. That's what it was. And I said, uh, no, it didn't. And, they're, and and Paul's like, why? And what do you mean? I said, well, we know what happened to the dinosaurs. I said, we see it in, you know, no, no in the ark, in the Bible. It talks about this. Historically, like, this is what happened. And so I start talking to him as a Christian. Now, I know there are people out there that think, would think I'm a kook for saying that. But the reality is, like, Nobody has a better theory than than what I do from a book that I believe is mm-hmm. ordained by God. You know what I'm saying? And so they can say whatever they want, but they're still making a thesis and yeah. and, and saying this. Now, the thing that I don't like to argue with from a scientific, and we have really went in a big circle here, but I'm oh, just yeah, trying to yeah. make a point. Um, but the the thing that I won't argue with is like the age of our Earth. I, I that debate to me has no bearing. I, I would agree with you on that. Okay, but. But I do know, like, in, in the book of Noah, you know, we know in the Old Testament it talked about dinosaurs, you know, Leviathan, and, and, and it talked about this. And, and so we know that they were there. We have fossils of them as well. We know that there was a great flood that destroyed everything but whatever was on that ark. And so, and we know that the size of those of those animals probably would would prevent them from being able to be there. And for whatever reason, God, you know, decided, so hey, this the is the end, you yeah. know? And I'm not saying that some of those, maybe there were some animals that did go on that were dinosaur-like and that eventually, you know, died off. Um, but I would say there was no T-Rexes or huge, you Bron- know. Bronos- Bronosaurus? Yes, yes. I'm, I would say not. And so, uh, again, when when we think about, like, how our young people are growing up in a culture that this is becoming the norm and they're, they have access and are actually drawn to these uh, social media, you know, platforms to to get information. They're absolutely going to be fed these things, and I think it becomes so important for us to help them understand both sides. And not, you know, I'll just I'll, I'll say this: I know there are kids that have grown up in families that say alcohol's the devil, and then when they get older and realize alcohol's not really the devil, like it's not that bad, and if you do it in the right way, like. It can be a healthy thing. I mean, Jesus and, and his disciples would go to weddings, and 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 there he Jesus created wine. First you know miracle, what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, his first miracle. And so, like you know, you can sit there and you can make all these excuses as a Christian, but all you're doing is saying, kids, like I'm, I want you to believe this because I'm scared that you won't be able to handle this properly. Instead of trusting God to grow His children up the right way and, and to them. tell them yeah. the truth, you know, I, that's why I I really struggle when parents you know, don't tell their kids if they ask about Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or all those things. Like, I have, and it's backfired. You know, my kids are like, well, the movie shows, Dad, you're a liar. You're wrong because the movie shows there is an Easter Bunny. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, whatever. But If you all are listening to this to in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, turn it down. Turn it down. Sorry, I'm ruining it all for your children. I don't think our audience here, though. Good. Yeah, I don't think our audience is like those, those 10 yeah. and unders. I don't yeah. think they listen. But I, that's why I really... I feel like you, like you're taking a chance when we when we try to deceive, deceive or manipulate based on what we believe because we feel like we if we tell them this way then they'll go this route and and they won't get trapped into this. You're doing a disservice. Mm-hmm. God created us to think. Both sides of these things have to be talked about. You know, from a gender standpoint, from a sexuality standpoint, from an abortion standpoint, like the liberal side absolutely has things that we need to listen to and understand and like accept that this is this is the message. This is how people are thinking. This is where they're at. And instead of condemning it and telling them how wrong they are, like 
having a discussion and dialogue in this becomes so much more important mm-hmm. because they don't have to believe what you believe if they're not Christians. They don't have to. They, they, they can't. In fact, they're no. not going to. No. Yes, absolutely. You can't put my moral code on someone that has no... Like, no, you know, has no. The, yeah. And so how do we engage in that politically, but yet not continue to create this divide to where we can't even talk to each other? You know, that's that's the thing we have to fight through as a Christian. You know, so from a standpoint of what do we do, we we stand strong on what we believe, but but we try to engage in individuals and love them through maybe you know their wrong thinking because because they haven't had the background, they haven't grown up in the environment you have. You know, they they haven't learned to think through those things in a way that's healthy because they're learning how to think through Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and whatever else is out there. And it's in the, and we've talked about how that just gets reinforced by the following echo chamber. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I think that's, I mean, i 100% on board. Like a discussion, even with a topic such as abortion, where you don't really want to talk about it. Right. And nobody does. Right. But... It's important to educate yourself and to know that it's a nuanced, uh, dynamic situation, especially for the people that are involved with that decision. Absolutely. That they have to make that in their life. Yeah. Yeah, we were joking earlier in the podcast. Uh, Kevin and I handled gun control. <laughs> And now we're going to pick up abortion. <laughs> Put that one on the tool belt. It's like, oh, you know, it's just, it's a tough time in our in our country. It's, um, I think it needs to be stressed that um, to learn about these events that are going on, to know that this specifically is not outlawing abortion, this decision um, that has not even been officially made yet. That was just leaked is not making abortion illegal. It is making it a state's decision. And so disregard some of the extreme um, protests. On both sides. On both sides, 100%. Yeah. You know, like disregard and learn and develop a thought process as we are. Yeah. Um, I, You know, I've explained earlier, I'm not 100% developed on this um, because I just don't like to think about it. But that's not a proper way to handle it. And I think... Knowing that, hey, listen, you're not going to be able to think through this, all of these issues, without hearing, you know, the the arguments from the other side of this. I mean, looking at those, thinking about those, praying about those, seeking God, knowing like there are certain foundational things that you absolutely won't waver on. But at the end of the day, like there are absolutely things that you should consider that you maybe never have. You, there, many of us have never been in an impoverished situation. None of us, you know, probably, well, I'm not, I will say many of us have never been raped and had a pregnancy come from that, you or know, family I, assault or exactly all the extreme things that you hear. Those things happen. They do. And, and so it's not as easy as a black and white in those situations. You know, the mother's life is going to be lost if we deliver this child. That's never been a decision that, I've had to make. That's right. Or think about. Right. Right. And so there's more to it. And and I think I think there is an absolute truth in those issues that 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 God has for us and we can we can we can try to understand those things but but for many of us we don't fully comprehend you know the the emotional roller coaster that that creates in our lives of making a decision like that. You know, and and can do it in a way that that is true and biblical and healthy, and and so let's let's be wise, you know, in dealing with these things. You know, let's let's seek God. You know, let's let's engage in in, in a way that is is good and true and and holds to to those um, to those beliefs. But let's do it with grace, mm-hmm. yeah. just like you said in the beginning. You know, when we started. Um, I think that's that's just good counsel. Yeah. All right, I guess we'll wrap it up for the week or a couple of weeks here. Yeah, you want to end us in prayer? Yeah, Father, we uh we do we understand um, that these issues that our culture faces faces are difficult. Um, that 
while we know the truth, Lord, there there are a lot of personal situations that create confusion and struggle. And so, God, we just ask for your guidance, for your wisdom, for an ability to seek you and and understand you uh, more and more as as we try to deal with a culture that seems like you know it's just. Uh, continuing to fall and fall and fall and spiral out of control, Lord. And I just pray that we can engage, that we can be a part of the solution and not to compound the problems um, that we see in this. God, we love you and we thank you for your son, Jesus. And we know that only in him uh, are we able to to truly be free and live a life um, that, that is glorifying and good and, and satisfying and with purpose. So bless that effort. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for listening. And uh, I guess we'll see you here in a couple weeks. See you. Later.